Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of our favorite movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. Well, happy birthday, Jenna Rink. This week, we are doing 13 Going on 30. Super excited. <laughs> for you who have, I don't know, lived in a trash can for most of your life and don't know what this movie is, well, it's a wonderful movie starring Jennifer Gardner and Mark Ruffalo from 2004, where pretty much a young girl in the 80s having her 13th birthday wishes to be 30, flirty, flirty. and thriving. <laughs> And thus finds her in kind of like a big situation and she wakes up and she is 30 years old. So let's get into it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Like I can't even harness how excited I am because as you know, Jackie, Jennifer Garner is one of my like handful of special ladies that I love to death. And it was funny because Serena watched it with me and well, all I said was like, I have to watch 13 going on 30. And she's like, <gasps> <laughs> that might not be exactly what she did, but it was close enough. So let's do our ratings rewind before we really get into, into it. the movie. So here's how it goes. Before we get into any movie, we will reveal the rating or Y2K versions of ourselves we give. And then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale will consist of would buy it, would buy it again. The best, would plan repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Trash. Straight up trash. So what was your rating, Jackie? Y2K Jackie would give it a would buy it. I watched this movie quite a bit in the early aughts. Yeah, would buy it again for me as well. I think I have it. I have two versions of it on DVD. Um, Yeah. And (laughs) I think I have it on digital as well. I very much love this movie. So I definitely have it on digital, so um, it is available on iTunes. I'm not sure because I own it if it's on any streaming. It is. It's even though I own it, I still watch it on HBO Max. So (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also on Netflix. So this one was free. I'm so glad that we're back on the same page with our ratings. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think the last movie we had the same rating, but. You know, there was a few back there that I felt like, wait, what happened? <laughs> we were out of sync. <laughs> oh, man. So where do we even start? I mean, I'm just trying to like get myself not to be so excited and pumped. Well, let's start at the beginning. So <laughs> we're introduced to Jenna Rink. She is kind of just like normal, thir- uh, almost 13-year-old chick. It starts out on school picture day and that photographer did her dirty douchebag. First (laughs) of all, she said, my name is Jenna. He said, okay, Jenny. She corrected him again and he still called her Jenny or whatever. 
And he didn't even like make sure that she had a good picture. But I feel like this is a conspiracy because I do recall having plenty of bad photo days in school. It gave me PTSD just watching that scene. And I, maybe because I have a school photo day every year and they Mm -hmm. let me see my picture now and they let me retake it. Maybe that wasn't the case in the 80s, but I was like, they usually take at least a couple of pictures. They don't just take one and done. Even back then they would snap a couple. I don't know. I was just, I was very upset that he would not be like, wait, I think you blinked. Right. Knees or had your mouth open. And they used to take take more, they used to take more than one. There would be a few. And then I remember they, didn't they send you the proofs and your parents could pick which one they wanted, right? Yes. So yeah, he, he was awful. The other thing was that just being nitpicky, it was just the cloud background. I was like, I never got to get that wonderful background. It was always those wonderful neon lights. (laughs) The lasers. (laughs) The lasers. Oh man. So obviously Jenna has... You know, then it fast forwards to when she gets her pictures. It's pretty shitty. She runs into her bestie, Maddie, um, who is already obsessed with photography. I thought it was kind of cool, yet very privileged that this kid had like, I know, an $800 camera in middle school and was already becoming paparazzi stalker-like in school. (laughs) (laughs) So they run into each other. Obviously, you can see their rapport as besties. And then here comes down the hallway, the six chicks. The dumbest name ever. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of like Heather's where, okay, what happens when you you, you want to bring someone else in the group that's not named Heather? Like, I feel like you're constrained with six chicks. Like, that means there can't be, like Maddie says, you can't be in, there can't be a seventh, seventh six, chick. six chick. Yeah. And then at the end, you find out that I don't even know what her name is in the movie, Brie Larson. Oh, yeah. And I don't early, think she has a name. She's an early chick. movie, <laughs> early movie role for Brie Larson is kicked out when Maddie is telling Jenna, adult Maddie is telling Jenna about like what happened in high school. And he says, like, she was kicked out and then you became the the sixth oh I didn't you know what I don't even think I realized that part how did you know it was her that because like they didn't have names because I read some facts about oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay well had no idea so yeah the six chicks two out of the well I think there's another girl in that group that's pretty popular on like social media but I I I don't know if she's still acting or not, but I do know that obviously Brie Larson um, became very famous from that movie. I mean, after that movie. And then um, Amber Benson, who was in Pretty Pretty Little Liars is also pretty popular too, that was in that group. I just think it's really funny. If you see an interview with Mark Ruffalo, he talks about like someone asked him, isn't it cool that Brie Larson was in 13 going on 30 with you? And he was like, wait, what? (laughs) he like didn't realize that she was old man ruffalo (laughs) she he was like wait i had no idea and that was brie larson's first movie Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was really funny but i i give him i give him a little bit of leeway because they weren't in those scenes together so 
like it makes sense and he was legit an adult and right. she was still a teenager look if he did remember i would have been like that's sus <laughs> that's real sus um i so also- let's uh, let's deviate real fast and just talk about the marvel connections oh yes there's a um, lot of marvel people in this movie yes so we have brie larson obviously captain marvel yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Garner was Electra. Yeah. And Daredevil and Electra. My favorite. Uh, <laughs> Andy Serkis yeah. as Claw. And, um, and then Judy even, Greer. yep, even Judy Greer as the mom from Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's just kind of getting impossible to have a movie that doesn't have some sort of Marvel tie, but they had quite a bit in this movie. So, and who knows, time is still passing. You you know, they might still be hiring more people from this movie. So, oddly enough, (laughs) uh, the the funny thing is that, so we we get to start with us kind of like a separate cast of people playing the younger versions Mm -hmm. of everybody. And um originally I think the studio was even thinking about not having the younger actors but having the older actors play younger and I'm just like oh that would have been really bad they were middle school not even high school yeah it would have been like I don't know there's so many movies where they try to make the adult (laughs) actors teenagers and it doesn't work I think like the only movie that comes to mind right now is just friends. Oh my God. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Where Amy Smart kind of pulled it off, but in Ryan Reynolds in no no way pulled off being a high schooler. Yeah. And the fat suit thing was so (sighs) weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Christmas movie. (laughs) So pretty much when Jenna runs into the six chicks, um, the head six chick who is Tom Tom pretty much is, you know, conferring with her about her party and all that Jenna really wants is to be a part of their flick. Um, so Tom Tom says, well, you know, we'll come over with the cutest guy in school, which is Chris. What's I don't uh, know. Grandy, Grandy, Chris Grandy. Um, and pretty much you can tell as the viewer that she is manipulating Jenna because she is asking, she's like, oh, we can go, but our teacher is making us do this project. And so Jenna's like, I can do it for you. So, you know, yeah. poor Jenna is a damn, uh, um, what do you call those things? A, you know, the mats. The doormat. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So then um, you see Matt and Jenna, go home and of course they live in these huge homes in New Jersey and they're next door neighbors so Jenna goes and gets ready for her party you're introduced to her parents you're introduced to her stuffing her bra Mm -hmm. which you know when I watched I was like I don't I don't relate Mm -mm. I I don't relate I was trying to hide these things I wasn't I didn't have any room I mean mine came in late but I never felt that need to like stuff my bra I was just like it's it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did have a couple of comments while she's watching the tv while getting ready she 
it, it's playing Jesse's girl, the Jesse's yeah. girl music video. Did people really kiss TVs? I did. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I love you, Harrison. <laughs> I never kissed a TV, so I was not, I was not aware. <laughs> yeah, but you also had six feet posters of Lance Vase Masson all on Hanson in your, your room. <sighs> Don't judge. I didn't kiss them though. They were just there. <laughs> I just wanted, I felt like guardian was- angels watching me sleep. Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I would wake up in the middle of the night at a sleepover at your house being te- pair, just like so scared. <laughs> Not doing anything. They're there for good. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Not evil. <laughs> Um, um, I also really like that when her parents came in and her mom was like fixing her makeup, kind of toning it down and stuff, yeah. telling her, you don't have to st- stuff your bra. And Jenny's, Jenna is lamenting about, um, she wants to be like the girls on the magazines. Her mom's response was those aren't people. Those are <laughs> models. I'm like, yes, this is true. And this is a phenomenon that is still happening today Yeah, where those people are not real. Yeah. Even the models aren't even living those lives. No. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, but I did love how it was the article she was reading was 30 flirty and, and thriving 30 best years of your life. And so I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, it is. Really, <laughs> I now I think back on it, like I had fun in my twenties, but there is nothing like having a bank account that has money in it, <laughs> <laughs> being able to like know where you stand in life, and just feeling a lot better of just just knowing yourself. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of excited that forties are going to be pretty damn good too. Yeah, unless I have a kid and ruin it. So we'll see. <laughs> Um, so obviously party set parents, she's, she kicks her parents out, you know, I guess this is like her first big party. So she doesn't want her parents there. I wasn't able to do that until I was 16. And I had to do the same thing Jenna did on my 16th birthday. My mom invited all of these people that were her friends to my 16th party, where it was my first like real boy, girl situation. And I pushed them all into her bedroom. She was so mad and said, I was so rude, but it wasn't even worth it because uh, my party was lame. Jackie doesn't know because she wasn't there because she was away. Sorry. <laughs> Gee, I don't, but I don't think, I don't remember you being at my 16th birthday. I don't know why I wouldn't. Take be. a journey with me, shall you? What was, <laughs> what was your 16th birthday? It was Teletubbies themed and <laughs> I definitely wasn't there. And um everyone was late and so my mom I have a picture somewhere of me wearing a Teletubbies party hat spread with the Teletubbies uh <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry tablecloth and everything the plates and I'm just hanging my head because no one yet. wait but why was it Teletubby themed because 16 year old Jackie thought it was cool to like things like Teletubbies <laughs> and Pokemon you know I, I I was nostalgic for things that were not really that old 
Um, <laughs> I don't even have words. <laughs> so, okay. I I really don't know why I wouldn't be at your 16th birthday. That's so weird. Unless Christine just didn't let you come. That might've been it. Or yeah. maybe we weren't like that friendly yet. Well, cause we would have met in October and my birthday's in March. So it may have been the getting to know you period because we didn't go see a movie together until, until May. May. Yeah. yeah. I, I may not have been invited, Jackie, <laughs> which may be a bigger discussion later when we get off this Zoom. Anywho, I'll, I'll, I'll throw another Teletubbies theme birthday party. Please so don't. That you can attend. That's priceless. So pretty much uh, Jenna's downstairs in the basement with Matt. Maddie decides, um, what did I miss? I want a basin, basement. Oh man. That is the one thing I miss about living up North. Um, my grandma had an amazing basement. I used to love it. My uncle used to have a pretty cool basement too. My auntie land. and uncle in Rhode Island, they were actually my great aunt and uncle. Um, they had a basement and it was like my favorite thing when we went there. Cause they had like a bar down there and like so the cool. big TV, I'm like, this is amazing. And then you live in Florida where you dig five feet and you hit water. So <laughs> can't have a basement there. Yeah. And now I live in Texas where it's limestone five feet down. Can't build a basement here. I'm like all I want it's is a basement. And, it's give and take, you know, like we didn't have winters. We had swimming That's pools, true. you know, like in in um in the ground swimming pools well they had those weirdo ones in in the north that always made that made me feel like this shit's gonna explode I feel it (laughs) I don't feel safe um so (laughs) pretty much getting back to the party um Maddie decides that he wants to give Jenna her gift and let me just tell you grown-up Danielle watching this scene Maddie would have got it on spot. (laughs) I did write the Jenna dream house with a heart next to it. Yeah. Maddie would have gotten it because, and it like, the thing I love about it, it was handcrafted. Like he put work into that. And even though he hated Rick Springfield, he put him in there because he knew Jenna loved him. But Maddie was not a dum-dum. He made sure to put himself in that dream house as well. loved it so cute and what and then he gets the magic what is it the wish yeah fit wish dust wish dust glitter. all I thought was I said this to Serena I said mom would kick our ass if we got all that <laughs> glitter on the floor because <laughs> you know that's all it was and then Jenna being an asshole she decides to put it in the closet and hide it away and then all the six chicks and Chris Grandy you see her go to get the door for the, you know, these kids. My sister was like, are they, why are grown ass men coming to this party? I said, they're kids. Yet said, did Hanson just get out of the car? <laughs> she was like, why do they have Letterman jackets? I was like, uh, JV. I don't oh. know. Maybe that's what, how they were doing it in 87. I have no idea. Um, so they all get there. She had a really good spread of food, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie dancing like no one is watching. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Crowded House that he was listening to, I think. It's no. the burning Burn. down the house. 
Oh shit. I don't right? know. Yeah, it is. I just don't know who sings it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so Maddie's dancing. He looks, you know, the kids persecute him for that. And then he says he's going to go get his Casio. I was just thinking to myself, again, Maddie's rich as fuck. Do you know how much some Casios were? So he goes, he leaves. Then Tom Tom says, hey, where's that report? By the way, let's play Seven Minutes in Heaven. I do feel like I was such a late bloomer. I never got to play that game. I never played it either. Not that I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have nostalgia for missing out on Seven Minutes in Heaven. It just... I just see it Awkward. in so many movies and I'm like, did everyone do this? Like, how did, how did that didn't spin the bottle? We never played that either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, no, we didn't. Gross. Who, who wants to kiss a bunch, a bunch of randos? No, yeah, thank you. Even the ones you knew you didn't want to kiss. <laughs> so they put Jenna in the closet. She wraps her eyes with her scarf, steals her uh, presentation that Jenna wrote all of them grab all the food and they dip, mm. which I just think like you guys, there's a special hell for you, honestly and truly. They were dicks. They were. And then here comes Maddie back with his Casio and Tom Tom says, you know, Jenna's in the closet waiting for you. He goes in. She's like, oh, Chris. And he's like, hold up, bitch. I ain't Chris. And she has like a full on Karen-esque meltdown. I literally wrote, what a wench <laughs> yelling at Maddie like that. He wrote her a song and built her a dream house. I, I mean, to me, I don't see nothing but husband material. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she has a full on meltdown, pushes Maddie, closes the door, starts knocking her head like a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that, that uh, wonderful glitter turns into magic. I love when movies have magic, but don't explain it. like okay we're just gonna go with this and then um she wakes up and what I loved was the tie-in of that fabric that they used for the neck scarf that was put on her eyes when she wakes up as 30 it turns into her eye mask and later down the line it turns into the dress the lady the costume designer actually on this movie has worked with Jennifer Garner like in seven different movies so much so much so that I think they worked together in that last movie, Yes Day, that was on Netflix. And mm-hmm. there's a scene where she's wearing this pearl necklace and it's from 13 Going on 30 as like cool. a, yeah, a little shout out. So like you said, it's very big-esque where she wakes up and she's a grown up. Ken turns me <laughs> and he said, she got scrunched. What? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about scrunch? He's like, you know scrunched like I was the idiot right like I really don't know what you mean with scrunched and he's like you know the guy and the ghost visits him scrooge hold on did you just combine scrooge and grinch and get scrunch out of that so now that is my new favorite term for anything but what is it but what does it mean like over the course of the movie she realizes like she was a uh, shitty person and so then she has an opportunity to go and like write things you know what i'm i'm sorry ken that i even laughed at that that's actually very smart i like that <laughs> aside from it being scrunched and not scrooged <laughs> yeah well i mean the grinch does learn the same way too yeah 
So he's, he wasn't he wasn't wrong. No, making up words and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wakes up in her Fifth Avenue apartment, which is the same apartment that's actually in the magazine that she's reading. Ah, so it's just like an updated version. Her penthouse on uh, in Manhattan. So pretty much fast forward, she's trying to like get figure out what the hell's happening. She mm-hmm. realizes that she's in this older version of herself, you know, in a body that is still her. She realizes she has a boyfriend, but she does I don't know if she knows. She just thinks there's a, some strange guy. She's just all discombobulated. And he keeps calling her sweet bottom. <laughs> <laughs> My sister said he's a himbo. I said, yes, he is. He is a himbo. Yeah. Good on uh, you, Serena. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs out pretty much in like a slip and a jacket and mm-hmm. everybody's like, that's fine. I'm it's gonna- the 90s or it's the early 2000s. And in the late 90s, we went through a yeah. slip nighty as a dress phase. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want to say. Uh, Maybe court- early 2000s. Well, even like Courtney Love was wearing them in the early 90s. Like yeah. she'd wear those like baby doll dresses and stuff like that. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she runs outside and she's introduced to her best friend's coworker, who we find out is actually Tom Tom all grown up, which is Judy mm-hmm. Greer, who Jennifer Garner and Judy Greer are actually really good friends in real life. So they were both saying how hard it was to be mean to each other on the set. This was Jennifer Garner's first big movie. Yes. Like that she started. Good job, Jen. <laughs> so they get in this wonderful limousine or car service that picks them up and they head to their job and Tom Tom kind of gives her a download of what the hell's going on. Like you work for poise, you're an editor, I'm an editor. And you know, Jenna's like, oh my God, this is awesome, but I don't know what yeah. the hell's going on still. I like when they go in and you're introduced to Richard, played by Andy Circus. <laughs> and he yells who's your daddy and she turns around and goes Wayne Rink <laughs> I know that's my favorite line of the whole movie just the way that she says it and you know what I what I love about Jennifer Garner is that like she just encompasses every role that she takes but there's not a lot of people that would have been able to take on this role and have that like childlike innocence and yes. that's why <clears throat> I think Big was so good with Tom Hanks because he was able to you know, resonate the same way. Yeah. They have that enthusiasm for all of the things in life and like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. You can believe it's like a 13 year old really in their body. Yeah. The other line from that scene that I love was her secretary walks up and she says, have you made a decision on (laughs) Eminem? Yeah. This is plain. Ah, peanut. (laughs) Plain. So good. Um, I just think it's so weird. Like if you came out of your apartment talking all sorts of craziness, didn't know what your cell phone was, didn't know where we worked. Like there were so many signs that a good friend would have been like, you know what, baby girl, let's, let's take a day off. Cause, uh, something's wrong. You, <laughs> you know? need to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. I would have been highly concerned. You know, there were so many weird things that were mm-hmm. happening there. So, you know, she goes into work and then you get kind of like that Easter egg when she goes in her office and she's going through those papers in her drawer. You see those sparkle envelopes Mm -hmm. in there. 
and but you don't really notice the two and two together another yeah. cool thing is there is a picture of madonna in her office and it's signed from madonna but if you in the beginning of the movie it was actually on her wall but mm-hmm. it wasn't signed so i thought that was a cool throwback and one thing we didn't even talk about was that the movie exactly 13 minutes into the movie is when jenna turns 30 which i thought was another cool play on yeah the little cinematic yeah um, <laughs> touches that they did so she's she's very concerned and she knows the one person that will ground her is maddie and so she asked her secretary to get his phone number and she shows up at his apartment uh, and he's super confused because since that day of her 13th birthday where she rejected him, they were no longer friends. Yeah. And I think he kind of like, I mean, she feels safe enough to tell him what is happening to her versus mm-hmm. that what she wasn't able to actually tell Tom Tom, which I thought was, you know, telling. Um, and I feel like he kind of believes her, you know, mm-hmm. um, because she's acting so bizarre. Yeah. Like I- it's it's why would some random person just come and make this up but I also think that he sees a glimmer of who he loved when he was Mm -hmm. younger and I think that's what puts it over the edge for him and I'm just gonna say this I love Mark Ruffalo (laughs) always (laughs) he always has wet mouth like oh no very much now I'm gonna now I'm gonna see that like I haven't noticed it but now that's what I'm gonna see thanks Jack. Uh, so I'm sorry I, I've ruined Mark Ruffalo for everyone but <sighs> adore him he just always has wet mouth the one thing that I want to talk about before we go any further mm-hmm. is did JLo get a check for as much that she's in that movie because she's on the cover of that magazine. Like she's all sprinkled throughout that movie. But the fun, right. the fun fact about that whole thing, that's all coming back together, especially right now because mm-hmm. Benifer is back. While filming that movie, J-Lo and Ben Affleck were together. Mm-hmm. As we know, Jen Garner married Ben Affleck later. Mm-hmm. In 2004, they started dating again. They started dating. Um but when the movie was being made, he was with J-Lo. And then the movie came out in 2004. And then J-Lo and Benifer, J-Lo and Ben were done. And mm-hmm. then Jennifer Garner and Ben started dating, you know, after they had met on the scene of Daredevil years before. So I was just like, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> and now I'm, it's full circle. But could you imagine being J-Lo? You broke up with your like few weeks before your wedding. Y'all break yeah. up. He goes and marries another Jennifer who he was in a movie with while y'all were together. Be, right. Friends. Yeah. And then not only is he with this bitch, I'm all over this goddamn movie that she's in. <laughs> I would have been hella pissed. But I guess, she, <laughs> I guess she's getting the last laugh now. Even if mm-hmm. it's just a publicity stunt, I'm I'm a hundred percent invested. Like what's happening? <laughs> just wanted to call that out. Cause I was just like, it's so weird. Like JLo is all over this movie. So she's at the magazine. No, sorry. She met Maddie. Um, He's, he agreed to help her out. Well, I think, no, no. Oh yeah. Help her 
out by going to her apartment and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Sorry. And then um, she, she finds out she finds out that she's no longer close with her parents and they're like off on a cruise and she's upset that they didn't take her with her. <laughs> I which I would that. be too. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that line when she called the answer machine and they're like, yeah, we're on a cruise. Like, how could you go on a cruise without me? <laughs> yeah. And then she gets all dressed because they have a party that evening. She invites Maddie before he leaves. And mm-hmm. then of course you can't have an early 2000s, late 90s movie without some sort of crazy closet scene, getting dressed up scene. And she puts on some cool outfit. And I don't know what she was doing with her hair, but there was a lot of sparkles and clips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she curled it, but then it was all spiky. Yes, I would see. I was watching (laughs) that too. I was like, what happens? And then she gets in the elevator, talks to this, teen girl and the girl's like you've never talked to me before this is weird and then they start complimenting each other in the way that like 13 year old girls trying to make friends do like I like your hair oh I like your dress and she says because I got these incredible boobs to fill it out <laughs> and I was like Jen baby girl I love you but I'm a, I'm a a plus maybe a B <laughs> and that dress is not flattering in the boobage area no you got one big boob and it's all smushed yeah well she was 13 she didn't know better she probably didn't even put on the right bra but I will there's so many weird things in this movie when it comes to like adult Jenna interacting with young children and I'm just Mm -hmm. like this is weird why are you asking this child if she could see your underwear yeah that's just weird. Anywho, so she goes to the party. She's excited because she can get her drank on for the mm-hmm. first time. Why does she keep throwing food out? I don't know. I felt so bad for that guy that kept getting hit with all the stuff. I would have been hella pissed. The party is becoming a wash. And so her boss, played by Andy Circus and Tom Tom. I what is her real name? What is she called? Lucy. Lucy um and lucy are like this is really bad they run into the other editor of the competing magazine sparkle trish and which i love she calls her frizzy and she said you were mean and rude and sloppy and frizzy and i don't like you at all god i wish i could just say that to all the people i can't stand to their face. yeah so she of course thinks what's the best way to make this party pop I know, get a bunch of drunk white people to do Thriller, which is now a 17-year-old dance. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's still cool. It is cool, (laughs) but how many people know all the steps to Thriller? I do. (laughs) Well, in the 2000s. Well, you know what? I think those people would have because all of those kids, all those people grew were up. around the age range who grew up. Like if we did it at our age, people would kind of know, but not really. Mm-hmm. But for them, when MTV only played like six different videos, they probably all memorized Diller secretly. True. Except Mark Ruffalo, who had a huge issue. Tell us why, Jackie. <laughs> Tell us why. Uh, Mark Ruffalo almost did not do this movie because he had to participate in the thriller dance scene and he was not comfortable doing so 
And I believe it was Jennifer Garner who convinced him that he could do hard things (laughs) and kind of coached him through it and encouraged him. And because their chemistry was so good and her enthusiasm was so infectious, he felt more comfortable to do the dance. And they had dance classes together. It was her, him, and Judy Greer, I think, all took dance classes. Andy Serkis did not need those dance classes, clearly. (laughs) He had been waiting his whole life for this. But if you watch the movie, knowing this fact now, you can see how strategically they tried to hide Matt, um, Mark Ruffalo, uh, mm-hmm. Maddie. <clears throat> so you couldn't see how poorly he could dance. Um, and then he was able to play off that. I don't quite remember the dance yeah. kind of vibes for a while. Cause but when- he was a talking heads. He wasn't a Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> One of the most iconic lines from that scene from the whole movie is yeah. the, Maddie, Maddie, come here. It's thriller. <laughs> it's thriller, Maddie. Yeah. And then my favorite part is when she's walking, like she starts doing the, the dance and then she sees Maddie and she starts calling him. But when she goes to get him, she does that like boob shaking. Thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love this peach so much. <laughs> so yeah, they do the dance, <clears throat> but Maddie like dips out halfway through. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's guilt or whatever. Because Maddie does have a fiance. A fiance. Yeah. Uh, her name is, hold on, I wrote it down. I Wendy. Liked- Wendy, the passive aggressive. I know you're trying to steal my man, but I ain't even going to pay attention to you. Hope. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at her. Because you know what? As I went through this movie, you could think it's Wendy that's the villain. You could think, think it's Tom Tom that's the villain. But Jenna is the villain in this movie. Yes. And not current Jenna, but the one that the life in which she has come into, that Jenna mm-hmm. who existed, she a bitch. She was a garbage person. Yeah, she was awful. Yeah. So I don't have any slander for Wendy. No, she was just, she was engaged. She thought she was solid. I mean, the only thing I could fault her for was like trying to tell Maddie he had to move to the Windy City. Well, she probably was making more money than him. That's true. And he can freelance anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So we fast forward to dinner out with Tom Tom. Yeah. Now here's another cringy scene. Oh God. It was so bad. Tom Tom tells Jenna that there's a guy like checking her out. Jenna like slyly looks behind her and is like, really? And gets really excited. And then she proceeds to walk like we think to this man she walks over to a child and starts to flirt with him and tried to ask him out and I'm like huh and he flirts back <laughs> well he's like I mean come on of course but uh, like just that kid has some balls because <laughs> like oh this gorgeous 30 year old woman sure what's your name what's your number <laughs> I just was like oh oh god but at least you know her friend comes and says okay hey by the way this is bad so then they go outside they run into Maddie he realizes Tom Tom Mm -hmm. is Lucy Lucy is Tom Tom and they have their banter because they hate each other and then the boyfriend shows up well Wendy comes oh yeah and (laughs) Jenna's like I don't I don't you're who went now yeah (laughs) 
and then the himbo comes oh that himbo and then they go back to the himbo's apartment he has a very large shark in a very small tank which was upsetting and concerning oh i thought you were going to talk about how many um forms were in his underwear serena and i were like wait that don't look right (laughs) there was a lot of there's a lot going on there well first off we're in the tidy whities yeah not a sexy undergarment in -hmm. any form or fashion no and then the raunchy striptease which was not raunchy (laughs) he has no rhythm and that's coming from someone who also has no rhythm but knows (laughs) not to try and give a striptease because of the no rhythm having is it and then i realized (laughs) that it was ice ice baby because he was a hockey player really he just realized that jackie and now you know sometimes things go over my head for many many years (laughs) i met vanilla ice once i have a picture with him it's one of my crowning moments (laughs) we we just gonna name drop every episode now (laughs) It was relevant. Um, <laughs> so they, she leaves. And then is this when they go to work and they find out that the magazine is? Yes. Let's talk about that outfit. Which one? The one where she has what looks like porcupine quills in her hair and those oh, two low buns. Yeah. And the tail buns. And it's like a camo green, like olive drab green. Yeah. Jumpsuit. And that's like, top. It is so good perfection like and out that, of all of her outfits that was my that favorite one, yeah and the purse I I don't yes. know which which purse it is but I thought it was Dior but I not I'm not sure but I remember like a few of them looking the same and just oh, so, so good so good <sighs> so so good this is how despicable Jenna 1.0 was or 2.0. I'm not really sure which one to call it. I'll say 2.0. She literally has the art director's husband come into her office so that they can get it on because she's done it before. You mm. like, just like, disgusting. and I love her reaction. Yeah. Uh, pookie, you mean pukey? <laughs> which is such a 13 year old. <laughs> I feel like I would have said that. <laughs> and also when she's sitting in that meeting and she has a roll up oh. around her finger and she's just like gnawing on it, like that is also a middle school thing if I've ever seen it. Oh, good old fruit roll ups. And I love how like excited that her um secretary gets watching her transition. Yes. Um, also her clothes, if you notice that they start to become warmer colors throughout mm-hmm. the movies, the movie as Jenna, Jenna's personality progresses to kinder. Yeah. Um, so they find out that the magazine's going under and that they have to have a redesign. And then after that scene of her punch, um, knocking that guy in his balls or whatever, mm-hmm. she walks over and she accidentally hears tom tom and another person and maybe it's the art director i don't know <laughs> she was so busy plotting she would see her husband was trash um they were talking about you know doing a separate proposal without jenna yeah 
And so then Jenna has to, you know, decide that she's going to go into her own and she. She reaches out to Maddie. Yeah. uh, To be the photographer. And she has this wonderful uh, idea of getting back to almost a yearbook. Now you say, you say wonderful. I, this is, this is the only part of the movie that really gives me problems. Like as, as a marketer. And okay, so when you talk about redesign for a magazine, having a, but like, to me, all she did was take a bunch of pictures and had a theme, which would have been maybe a special issue or like something that would have been in the magazine, but not what I would call as a redesign. Like, unless you're telling me that this entire magazine is just going to be, uh, yearbook style like are you just are you trying to say that you're getting back to having real life people in it I I just I felt like it and and it could be it would be marketed to a larger audience you know a broader yeah and again I'd be like yeah that's not that's not really smart that's because in magazines you have your niches for a reason because when you try to target to everybody then you really don't know how to to find your target audience. If everybody's your target, you're not a newspaper, right? Like you're a fashion magazine. Well, I enjoyed the photo shoot. <laughs> I know, but I know. And I, I know everyone's not gonna feel the same way as me and I get it, but it really was, it's always been troubling to me. And I wanna talk to somebody like, um, can I talk to your manager please and tell me <laughs> what's happening? Like. That always bothered me, but when he went, I will say when she went to talk to Matt about doing the photography, which she had, I'm assuming a pretty fat check for him cut already. Yeah. And then she was like half now, half when you finish. Right. Um, he had talked about in some context, how he hadn't felt that way about a girl since high school, which was her falling in love. And I thought that was really sweet because it was. Yeah, it was definitely Jenna. And then that whole montage, one of, like my favorite Billy Joel song ever. Uh, me too. Vienna is such a beautiful song and it fits so perfectly in that in that scene. And that's when she's going home and kind of rediscovering. It was weird that as a 30-year-old woman, she yes. crawled in bed with her parents. Oh, no. That wasn't what was weird to me. I mean... <laughs> I don't know what the experience is to have a parent that has like, like my parents weren't together. So it, was, it probably would have been weird to like get in the bed with both my parents. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I get in the bed with my mom and my grandma a lot. <laughs> if it, if it, well, and I guess stressful. it just, it felt weird because you know that she literally has not talked to her parents in like two years and all of a sudden she's home and crawling into bed with them like it just it felt I to me it felt it it felt it actually felt normal because yes she's there she's 30 but this is still the 13 year old and the Mm -hmm. 13 year old would have crawled into the bed with her mom and you know it's raining it's thundering it, it felt like something a kid would do and I think they probably did that to still remind us that she still is that kid I also um, had a question. What if Matt had said no to the photo shoot? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) She would have gotten another 
photographer. And how much did she spend? Because there was a lot of props, setup, extras. That was not a, we're just going to run to Central Park and do this. Probably a good fifty to $60,000. Yeah, that's. For a, for a magazine that's going under, I feel like that would not have been in the budget for them. Yeah, you w- they probably would have been like, we have no budget to come up with this redesign. Yep. Yeah. That's why we're asking y'all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, all of those things, like there was an Entertainment Weekly article that went through just like how much it would have cost for Matt and Jenna to live in their New York City apartments, He him mm-hmm. living in Greenwich Village you know, and her living in um, Park Avenue, like millions of dollars. It not even, it didn't even make sense for a photographer of his caliber to have that Greenwich Village apartment. Crazy, not even possible. But if he was getting them that money, that Casio money from his parents, then maybe, <laughs> maybe it made sense. They were just putting him up in, a, in an apartment in Greenwich Village to fulfill his lifelong dream. <laughs> But we have to talk about the sleepover scene. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, as a godmother or an auntie, close friend, maybe I could see this scenario happening where I am having a slumber party for all these children, but Mm -hmm. not for the rando neighbor who doesn't talk to anybody. All of a sudden, am I going to let seven underage children have a sleepover with this random lady? And like, they're wearing her bras, they're wearing her (laughs) clothes, like it's just very awkward. It's so weird. And so apparently the director fought the studio on this. He did not want the scene like, and I understand it didn't make any damn sense, Mm -hmm. but the studio for some reason really wanted it. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it performed well. People say that they like this scene. I just think you and I just think it's weird, but yeah. we could be, I don't know. Some things don't age well that I think this scene is one of them. Agreed. Hopping back to the photo shoot, they finished the photo shoot. It was a huge success. Her and Maddie are now walking around New York city to like celebrate. They get their razzles, their favorite candy. Which I don't think is believable at all because I've been to many a, a corner store in New York and I know there's no damn razzles <laughs> so they lie and then that whole awkward exchange where Jenna's demanding that Maddie look at her tongue and then show her his tongue like it just it was a very very clunky awkward exchange and then they go and swing on the swings and they're like whoever jumps the furthest has to buy dinner or something like that and then that swing jump execution not stellar <laughs> I just kept thinking grass stains grass stains or was <laughs> well, it was like, it sand I'm it was not sure. sand yeah yeah and then she lands on top of him and they have this moment where it feels like they're gonna kiss me as a viewer like he's engaged to be married he is betrothed to another Maddie is playing with fire <laughs> Well, you know what they say, if he ain't married, he's still single. I'm just saying that's what the streets Mm, say. It's mm, not me. They go into the office the next day, have their proposals. Uh, Tom Tom does this weird acid LSD proposal (laughs) where it's, she said, we're going to do heroin chic one better. We're going to OD. (laughs) 
just... and then she says cause of death chicness i'm like this, <laughs> this is not any sense i'm uncomfortable and are you promoting drugs in a magazine now is this and, what's happening and when it like when andy circus's face was like the <laughs> fuck he you know and then she leaves and is on a rampage she's like throwing shit on the floor oh, she hit that bag that yeah. empty bag i was dying and then of course she goes into jenna's office and start looking through her shit finds out that jenna's been the mole the whole time with sparkle mm-hmm. unbeknownst to everybody else she makes her own deal to be editor-in-chief at sparkle and mm-hmm. at this time maddie walks in looking for jenna because you know they were supposed to go out to dinner, I think. Yeah, yes. and his, and Wendy came back into town and mm-hmm. they decided to move up the wedding, but Jenna doesn't know all of this. And then Tom Tom says whatever she says to him, asks him to sign a release un- unknowingly. He signs it. He just, you know, wanted to talk to Jenna and he doesn't want to deal with Tom Tom. Jenna goes and presents her wonderful yearbook idea that makes no sense to me. And everyone loves it. And they think they're going to save the magazine. And then not too long after um, Jenna finds out from her boss that Tom Tom has dicked them all over. The magazine is going under and she um, stole Jenna's idea and sold yeah. it to Sparkle Sparkle. And she tries to confront Tom Tom. But, you know, again, Tom Tom's not the villain. She's not. She's like, do you want to be the pot or the kettle? You were doing the thing and I just did it back to you. Like, right then jenna Jenna is very upset matt stands her up because he was going to tell her that he couldn't go to the restaurant and that message was never relayed so she's very upset and i think tom tom does tom tom tell her that the weddings moved up how does she find out that the weddings moved up Uh, i feel like it had to be her because i don't think she talks to anybody else and so then she she goes and she she goes across new york she hops in a cab to go to new jersey and lo and behold what's his name chris grandy chris Chris grandy is driving the cab played by jim gaffigan (laughs) who has no funny lines i'm like this is a very underused actor that you are I wonder, like, was that one of, that wasn't one of his first movies, was it? I don't know. I'd have to look. Um, But I just was like, wait a minute. Is that, is that Jim Gaffigan? (laughs) And then I was like, why is he not being funny? This whole scene is not funny and it's stupid. Yeah. Well, he just, I think he just needed a paycheck. (laughs) I I think that's just one of those cases. And Uh, so she shows up she she tells matt her true feelings for him and i mean he's a upstanding guy and he's like no maybe if things had gone this way in high school things would be different but i've committed to wendy i'm gonna marry wendy and jenna accepts that she's kind of just like you don't always get the dream house and i hope that you're really happy and so you see that very scrunched yeah (laughs) like we've come to terms full circle she is back to the jenna right of old and that had to happen like if he had left and whatever then you know jenna has to go back in time 
yeah you know so and then she sees that because she's in his house they're having like a little backyard wedding and she sees that her jenna dream house is in his in his room and so um she she takes it to her house and as she's walking outside the wind blows more wish dust (laughs) (laughs) at least it's outside this time yeah um and she takes off her blindfold and she is back in her basement as a 13 year old and attacks Matt with a big old kiss. And he's like, you good at this. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Yeah. And then together forever. And then the, it cuts to them getting married and moving into a house that looks exactly like the dream dream house house he had built the same color pink and everything it also looks like the two chains trap house in atlanta just putting it out there (laughs) just oh and and as teenage jenna and matt are running upstairs she runs by tom tom snatches the the essay rips it up and calls her a biatch And there you have it, people. We have done 13 going on 30. So Jackie, what is your what is your rating for now? Like now in 2021? You're not gonna be happy. Why? <laughs> um, upon rewatching, I just did not enjoy it as much as I used to. And it used to be a movie that I would rewatch all the time, but I'm, I'm thinking it's a, a two day rental for me now. Like it's okay. And if it's, if someone puts it on, I'm like, not going to say no, but I don't feel like it's going to be something that I, on a Sunday afternoon, have nothing else to do. I'm going to put it on. Well, I'm not upset because we had to push back and just even doing this recording a few times and it took me forever to rewatch this movie. I was not as gung-ho as I wanted to be to rewatch it. I, I wasn't really sure why. I feel like being an adult ruins everything. Even though this didn't come out when we were kids, I just... It still I, was kind of, we were young enough. We were 22 when this movie came out. Yeah. And so we were young enough to still have those dreams and aspirations of like, <laughs> you two can have a Jenna Rank closet if you yeah. work hard. And become a fashion editor at a magazine. Yeah, it's true. I'm somewhere between a five-day rental and a two-day rental. I think I'm going to stay five-day rental. I would watch again. And when it's Mm -hmm. on randomly on like TBS, I do stop and I watch it. So it's definitely a five-day, but it's no longer all the way at the top of my list anymore. Yeah, there there are definitely movies from the 90s and 2000s that are like my go-to and this is just not one of them yeah once they we start going down our list of other movies people are gonna be like what's wrong with these two um (laughs) for real but jen baby girl i just want you to know does they got nothing to do with our Mm -mm. relationship no 100 percent love you i watch i watch alias over and over again i watch felicity for your episodes she is adorable on her little cooking, dancing, uh, having her own little farm, just being a homemaker, uh, Insta 
she just seems like you know I know like not a lot of people about celebrity boistering and I get it but I feel like she's authentically a sweet caring person and Mm -hmm. has the patience of God dealing with the alcoholic loser as a baby daddy so yeah the thing about this movie plot or not she freaking cares the whole damn thing yes yeah so uh, I'll say that but tell us your thoughts if you agree with Jackie and I's ratings we are on Twitter Instagram Facebook TikTok and YouTube at no more late fees we love to hear your feedback definitely want to thank everybody again for watching and listening and engaging with all of our wonderful posts on on social we are at at this moment, 700 downloads. Woo-woo. Very exciting. This is month two for us. And we made it to a thousand followers on TikTok. So super excited about that. And I don't almost know. 500 on Twitter? 400. We're almost 400. at 400. Okay. But I like where you're going. Maybe by next week, it will be 500. Yeah. So, yeah. so thank you again. This has been our wonderful No More Late Fees episode. Catch us back next week. We will be doing... Can't hardly wait for graduation. Also I'm known so as <laughs> also known as can't hardly wait. <laughs> Have a great week and catch us next time. <laughs>